Hello everyone, this is the Book Club and I'm Bathaya. I'd like to thank you for joining me as we turn through the pages of the Bible. So the beginning of page 15 starts with, so she went with it. She went with it. We're talking about the great falling away, the great apostasy. And that's where we're at right now. We're in the great falling away. I'd like to begin by reading Acts 17.11. These were more noble than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the word with all readiness of mind, and searched the scriptures daily, whether those things were so. What that scripture tells us is, look, don't believe anything that I say, but go to the word, read it, and the words, the scriptures itself will tell you what it means. In other words, don't believe it because I said it. Believe it because it's in God's word. Believe it because God said it. And look, we should, we should take time every single day to learn something new, to find a new truth. You know, we could take, we could take five minutes out of the day, read a verse, read a chapter, look up the definition of a word in that book, in that chapter we're not really familiar with or want a better understanding. Five minutes every day, and the truth gets clearer and clearer. Yeah, this podcast is called The Book Club because I really like books, but I really like one book, and it's the Bible. It's, it's God's Word, and I can't finish it. Every time I think I've got it finished, I... I see something I didn't see before. I go back to this chapter and realize, wow, I never saw that before. Or I hear a message from a pastor, speaker, and they'll say that one word and it'll take me to another chapter in this book, this Bible, this God's word, and wow, more truth is revealed. See, we can't ever finish reading the book because it's full of it's full of truths it's full of gems of knowledge nuggets of wisdom so if you if you haven't spent time in this book if you haven't spent time with the words in this book you need to spend some time start off with 5 minutes a day we're going to talk a bit about jude jude is the the the, the book right before revelation it's written by Jude, whose name also means Judas. Uh, I tell you, who would name their child Judas, right? I don't know anybody. I don't know that I've ever known anybody that has even known anybody with the name of Judas. But we'll see in the beginning, it starts off, Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ, brother of James, to them that are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ, and called. Jude's telling us that, look, I'm not that Judas. I, uh, Judas was a very popular name in that time. So Judas telling us, I'm not that Ju- I'm not that Judas. I'm a servant of Jesus Christ, and I'm the brother of James. Jude's not using the, you know, the family card. He's not saying, I'm Jude, Jesus's brother. That's not what he's. That's not what he's telling telling us. He's saying, "I'm a servant. I'm a servant to him. He is my master, and I follow him." 
And, and, you know, there was a time when he didn't serve him. There was a time when he didn't believe. You know, the Bible tells us that the brothers, Jesus had lots of brothers and sisters, half-brothers and sisters. And, and we know that they didn't, they didn't believe him. They didn't believe he was the Messiah, and they didn't believe him until after the resurrection when he appeared for them. Can you imagine having Jesus for a brother? I mean, talk about a know-it-all. Can you imagine having Jesus as a brother and being compared to him? Cannot even imagine. And they lived with him. They walked with him. They went to school with him. They knew. They knew all the miracles that were around him. They knew he was brilliant. They knew, but they just couldn't believe it. They just couldn't believe it was real. They just couldn't believe it could be true. They just couldn't believe it could be their brother. We don't know much more about Jude other than that. But we do know that he devoted, he, Jude is writing a letter. He's writing a letter to believers. And he devotes this entire letter to the great apostasy, the great falling away, the great rejection of God. Jude's letter, Jude's message applies to us right now, today, as we speak. I'm going to read Jude 1 through 4. And then we'll talk about it. Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to them that are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ and called, mercy unto you and peace and love be multiplied. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write upon you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write upon you and exhort you that ye shall earnestly contend for the faith, which was once delivered unto the saints. What he's telling us is, look, there's nothing else that we can add to the Scripture. The Scriptures were given to us once, and they're to be defended at all costs. They're to be defended to the very end. Verse 2 tells us that the Holy Spirit desire, desires to multiply in our life. Multiply in our heart, mercy and peace and love. Jude said, "Look, I was going to write you this letter. I was going to write you a, a syn. I was going to write this letter that I thought the Lord wanted me to write to you. Maybe a synopsis of Romans, you know, our common salvation and and what it means to us." But he said that the Holy Spirit compelled him to change, compelled him to write about something else. Jude had an understanding that he was supposed to write something. He, he knew he was supposed to write something. And he really thought it was about, that, about their common salvation. But he, but he let the Lord direct him. You know, God sometimes tells us to do something. And we jump in there full force and I'm telling you, we get things done, don't we? But here's the problem. We get things done. What we need to do is... Get an understanding of what we're supposed to do and let God direct the path. We need to seek the right direction. We need to say, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to say? We must be a servant of the Lord. Much like this podcast. I've never done anything like this before. I thought I would, I would talk about Jesus and we would, we would learn together and study the scriptures. And yet I continuously 
and been pressed upon by the Holy Spirit to say to you, you're either going to heaven or hell, and the decision has to be made. And if you don't make a decision, you have made a decision, and time is running out. The clock is ticking. Back to verse 3. It was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you. That word exhort means urgently appeal to you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Those two words, earnestly contend. Jude is telling us, the Holy Spirit is telling us, that everybody that reads this letter, we're in a battle for the truth. And we can't let the truth be distorted. We can't let the truth be perverted. And if we do, <laughs> there is severe wrath from God. I mean, the Bible plainly tains, the Bible plainly tells us, let's go to Revelation 22:18. Let's read 18 and 19. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city, and from the things which are written in the book. Jude is telling us we can't add or subtract from the book. We can't add or subtract from God's word. We can't twist it words around to suit our agenda. The word of God must be preserved, and it's our, our job to make sure that it is preserved. Earnestly contend. The first time that term is used in the New Testament, and uh, we that's where we get our um, English word, agonize. We are too. We are too with intense force contend for the faith. The word earnestly, it, 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 it's a combative word. It, it, it speaks of when you see these wrestlers and they, they hold and on to each other and they're walking around the the mat, holding on, earnestly putting every fiber of their body into winning this contest, every bit of effort that they have. You know, these the Olympics are coming up, and those people practice and practice and practice for hours and hours on day. They have a strict regimen that they follow, and they will fight to the very end to win this competition. That is how we are supposed to defend the faith. I tell you what, I come up short. We're, defend, we're to defend the faith no matter what. No matter what agony, no matter what persecution, we are to defend the faith. If we look over in 1 Timothy 4, it reads, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith giving heed to seducing spirits, speaking lies and hypocrisy. I tell you why, I don't know about you, but that's some scary stuff right there. You know why it's so scary? Because it's right now. People are departing from the faith. People are de departing from God's word, and they're believing lies. 
They're believing the seducing spirits. Page 15 started with, she went with it. So I'm going to end with this. What are you going with? Are you going with the word of God? Are you going with the wisdom and knowledge that he gives us through that, through his word? Or are you sitting at home watching TV or these little machines that are in our hands, listening to people, human beings, tell you what to believe and think? Are you earnestly contending for the faith? It's really easy to say, isn't it? Oh, I'm a Christian. Well, I would ask you to prove it. Are you earnestly contending? Are you giving some force to it? Are you being bold about your faith? Are you being bold about Jesus Christ and where you stand? Are you being bold on right and wrong, good and evil? Are you, are you being bold? Are you standing there? When people ask you your name, do you say, I'm a servant of Jesus Christ? Do you say that? That's, that's how Jude starts off this letter. Are you a servant of Jesus Christ? If you're a servant of Jesus Christ, there's things to be done. God's written instructions, page by page, verse by verse, word by word, instructions on what to do and when to do them. He gives us understanding. He leads us. Now, all we have to do is do it. We have to take action. We have to stand. And we have to tell others about Jesus. You know, we think that this life is all about us. We think it's all about us being pretty. We think it's all about us getting a good job. We think it's all about us getting a good job. I mean, a big house. I've got a boy. I've got a girl. I've got twins. I've got three children. I've got seven children. My son's in this college. My daughter's in the band. We, all, we talk about all these earthly things. Own and own and own. But you know, really... Life has nothing to do with us and every single thing to do with our Creator, our Lord, and our Savior. That's where our focus is supposed to be. That's the only focus. Because if we focus on Jesus Christ, He leads and directs our path. 16, we're going to talk about Eve. We're going to talk about the path she took when she heard some twisted up words. She didn't question the words. She just went with it. She didn't check out the source. She went with it. What are you going with? What lie are you listening to? Because if you keep listening to it, you're going to go with it. It'll become easier and easier. And before long, you're going to believe the lie. And that's where we're at right now, today. And that's what the Bible calls the last days. So if we're in the last days, whether it be two minutes, 25 minutes, or 20 years, there's a choice to be made, and the choice is yours. And I implore you to get on your hands and knees and talk to God. I tell you, I beg of you to tell your friends and your family and your children who Jesus is. There's nothing more important on this earth than to tell any and everybody who Jesus Christ is, and what he came to earth to do, and what he did for you and me. Join me, won't you? As we start page 16, we talk about Eve for a little while. I'd like to thank you for spending this time with me. 
I have but one purpose, one purpose, and that's to tell people who Jesus is. And I can tell you through the Bible who Jesus is, and I can tell you without doubt, with a knowing that I know that I know that I know that I know who Jesus is through what he has done for me and through me. So stay with me. I'm new at this. I'm learning. But there's not a better there's not a better thing to do on earth than to tell others about Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, we come to you today full of thanksgivings, full of love for you, Father, the creator of everything. Father, we thank you. We humbly come to you and ask you to forgive us of our shortcomings, forgive us of our sins. Father, forgive us when we don't do it right. Help us. Father, direct our path so we might tell someone of you. Father, we love you. We would ask you to increase that yearning inside us to understand you more. Father, we would ask you to lay a hand of comfort on the on the on the sick, on the weary, on the on the sad, on the depressed. Reach them, Father. Reach them, Father. Help us, Father, keep that light, that eternal light, that eternal life that you represent. Help us. Help us illuminate your light, Father. Help us illuminate your life, Father. Help us, Father. We ask these things in your holy, precious name. Amen.